Good morning, happy Mother's Day. It's great to be with you all this morning. This year has flown. It's weird to think that this time last year we were about to hit our first lockdown and embark on the weirdest year anyone could ever imagine. But who knows that we've always had to be ready for things to change. And while it's good to prepare ahead, it's also good to be adaptable. Sudden change, it can throw us for a while and it can leave us reeling. But we're learning how fragile our plans and purposes are in the face of eternity. A few years ago, I shared the history of Mother's Day in church. And it still fascinates me that it's not actually about mothers at all. The cards and the flowers and the chocolates, and while we love them, especially the chocolate, that's something that's grown commercially. Mother's Day started around the 16th century and was about having a special day no matter where you were and returning to your mother church. It meant specifically being with your family in the place that you were baptised. If you worked as a servant, for example, you were even given the day off to go a mothering. So I'm speaking today to all the church, not just the mothers. Although, thank you, you are amazing. And a special shout out to those who've been homeschooling recently. May you be blessed forever with breakfast in bed and chocolate or flowers if you prefer. It's weird, wonderful and downright hard being a mum, but I'm speaking today to the church. So I hope that's okay. But seriously, how amazing is it to know that we had for centuries a national day for families to go to church together? I love that. It's more precious right now as we're preparing to return to church. How amazing. I think I've just about forgotten how to be in an actual group of people. To be honest, I think I'm a natural hermit. I've got so used to being alone and spaced but who knows, God did not design us to hide away quietly, isolated and alone. Jesus said in Mark 4, 21, Would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. Amen. You have a light, so shine. Sometimes we don't feel very shiny. Life has been really tough, but sometimes just carrying on regardless means that you can be a beacon of light to someone else, someone who doesn't want to carry on regardless. We cheer each other on. Sometimes that kindness, that smile, it's the shine on somebody's day. That little check-in with someone might just shine a light on the fact that there's a real need there. It might give a little lift showing that somebody cares. Those things, small as they seem, make a huge difference. Now, anyone who knows me or has ever heard me speak knows how I love how God uses nature to show us things. And the one who shines the brightest is the Lord. His glory shines over the earth, it says in Psalm 57. His majesty shines over all Israel, Psalm 68. Since Bible times, we've asked for his face to shine upon us. We've been blessed. We have blessed others by asking God to shine his face upon them. But he also wants us to reflect his radiance, just as the moon and stars reflect that light of the sun. 
just the same way as no one could even look at Moses without a veil over his head because he'd seen God face to face and his radiance reflected so brightly from him. God wants you to shine brightly, not cast a shadow, Whatever your personality is, whether you're a pessimist or an optimist, whether you're a realist or a dreamer, God really wants you to shine, to reflect his glory. We all know someone lovely who stands out, who shines. Some of them are like a beacon directing people towards Jesus. Some are a torch helping others through the darkness. Some of them are a fire with a passion that's contagious or a warmth in the cold. And some are shiny like gold or diamonds. They're precious gems to us and we want them close. They're examples to us and we want to be like them. We say things like, you're a diamond or you've got a heart of gold. I'd always say my mum has a heart of gold. They make us want to be better people. To shine is not about the church becoming brighter as the world gets darker. And that might be a controversial thing to say, but, but that I believe is the wrong way round. The darkness just does not call the shots. The darkness in the world, though, will look and feel darker the more time we spend with the Lord. And as a result, reflect his brightness and his radiance. We're called to shine. When you buff up a piece of gold jewellery and then set it next to an unpolished piece, you can, you can see the difference right away. So we can shine by spending time with God through prayer and through reading his word and worship. We can polish ourselves by researching how Jesus treated people and treating others his way. This is not a physical thing, but at the same time it is. Throughout the Bible, God tells us how we will begin to shine as we rely more on him. Psalm 37, verse 5 and 6 says, Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. The justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Noonday is when the sun is at its brightest, at its hottest. But what's the justice of your cause? What is that? I mean, lately I've been noticing that everyone has a cause. They're all arguing about something. Have you seen it? If I went on social media and said I like apples, someone would have a go at me for not mentioning oranges. It's that, that you know, but mad at the minute. But everyone has a cause, a belief or a project that they're fighting for, a passion which rightly or wrongly consumes them to the extent that they become incensed when others don't agree with their way of thinking. Let's not be like that. As children of God, we're called to a higher standard. If we join in with that sort of arguing and fighting, we're telling those who are looking that we don't have the answer. We actually actually have just one cause, the cause of Christ. And what is the cause of Christ? Love God and love people. Paul says in Philippians 2 verse 14 to 15, do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. We have this wonderful opportunity to shine. 
there's nothing wrong with having beliefs but when it prevents you from loving people and sharing the gospel not your opinions then your light has gone right back under your basket and I'm talking to myself here you know it's easier to argue sometimes and some people are easier to love than others but we must keep checking ourselves Jesus spoke about this in his parable of the ten brides in Matthew 25 verse 1 to 13 he said then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom five of them were foolish and five were wise for when the foolish took their lamps they took no oil with them but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps as the bridegroom was delayed they all became drowsy and slept but at midnight there was a cry here here is the bridegroom come out to meet him then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said to the wise give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out but the wise answered saying since there will not be enough for us and for you go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves and while they were going to buy the bridegroom came and those who were ready went, with, went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you, do, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Jesus is the bridegroom and the oil in the Bible represents the Holy Spirit. Those others actually still had some oil left but just not enough to keep them burning bright don't wait for the oil to get too low by being distracted by other stuff i know i can be so guilty of being distracted we're to reflect his glory and his grace and most of all his love be open to the correction and the teaching of the holy spirit daily keep the oil topped up and let your light shine but like those ladies who kept their oil lamps ready, it might offend those who haven't. And one person who's been foremost in my mind while I've been mulling over this message is the lady in the Bible Jesus singled out as someone who would be talked about forever. And her name was Mary, identified in Luke's gospel as a prostitute and in John's account as the sister of Martha and Lazarus. To be honest, poor woman, every time we hear of her, she's being harshly criticised for her devotion to Jesus. But in this account, and in a room full of people, she shone so brightly that it offended those who were there, and they tried to shame her for it. And Matthew 26, verse 6 to 13 in the Passion says this, Then Jesus went to Bethany, to the home of Simon, a man Jesus had healed of leprosy. A woman came into the house holding an alabaster flask filled with expensive, fragrant oil. She came right to Jesus and in a lavish gesture of devotion, she poured out the costly oil and it cascaded over his head as he was at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were offended. What a total waste, they grumbled. We could have sold it for a great deal of money and given it to the poor. We haven't changed, have we? Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, why are you critical of this woman? 
She has done a beautiful act of kindness. You will always have someone poor whom you can help, but you will not always have me. When she poured the fragrant oil over me, she was preparing my body for burial. I promise you that when this wonderful gospel spreads all over the world, the story of her lavish devotion to me will also be mentioned in memory of her. Her kindness and her generosity to Jesus means we will always hear of her. She shone. There's been books about worship based on her. There's been songs of worship written because of her alabaster box. She still shines brightly. And I believe that we may well smell that fragrance of the oil she poured over Jesus when it's time for us to meet him. And another verse that stood out where I felt God prompt me to speak, you know, originally about our shine is Isaiah 58. And I love Isaiah 58. I heard Darlene Check once say that to read this passage every day for a month will change your life. In the first five verses, Isaiah prophesying is outlining the corrupt hearts of the people. They fast, but they don't change. In fact, they expect God to change when they fast and then complain that he's not answering their prayers. It's more of a hunger strike than a fast. And you can almost see Isaiah rolling his eyes, wondering what they're playing at. And then he explains it's not about the food. Fasting, just like tithing, is all about putting God first. Fasting is about humbling yourself before God. He explains that it's hypocritical to proclaim a fast and then ignore injustice or hoard all your food. But listen from verse 6. Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe them, and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood, then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. How beautiful. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, Here am I. See how you shine. The darkness didn't get any darker. You got brighter. Your light came into a hopeless and dark situation. And as you move, God moves with you. He will answer when you cry for help. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Isaiah carries on again, showing us how to shine. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your light will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. What a beautiful passage. And it goes on. And there's lots of if you leading to then you statements. And, And it's always good to go and reflect on it all the more in your quiet time.
But isn't it absolutely clear? Love, help, don't oppress, no malicious talk, honour God, do his will, then you will shine. John, in John 1, 4-5 said that Jesus' life brought light to everyone. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. So don't give up. Keep on going. The closer you get, the brighter you shine. Proverbs 4 verse 18 says, The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. Daniel 12 verse 3 says, Those who are wise will shine as bright as the sky, and those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever. And Jesus gave us the reason we should shine, talking about the basket, basket again in Matthew 5 verse 16. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So don't hide your light under a basket and don't allow anything to take the shine off you. We shine to reflect God's glory so he will be praised. As a child of God, you are righteous and being refined as gold. But it's an ongoing process. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. We do need your help. Help us to keep close to you and help us to shine so that others would know you. Help us to come out from under that basket and help us to reflect your glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Have a lovely Mother's Day and a brilliant week.